Are we going to do this? Are we going to talk this about this? this? Yeah, well, okay. So, um, hello, hello, hello. Good we morning. Are... Good morning. Okay, so Joe, you're just clipping the thing when you shout that loud. Sorry. Okay, so... Um, Good morning. We have Joe with us again. Um, basically, just, just just an hour later or half an hour later. Back for more, baby. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about another topic while we have Joe here. And um, is there... We've been to churches, right, where people bark like dogs. Or they they quack like ducks and they like you know they're having a praise session and the next minute you see some people falling on the floor and they're rotating and they're going and you go what is what is going on and they're part of a zoo what is what's happening to these people why does it happen <coughs> that's a very good question andre i don't know what's controversial it's about it it's demonic oh so you're saying when they're, they're praising the Lord, uh, demons are exposing themselves? Of course. So the, the controversy is then, wh- at what point, how do you identify then what is demonic and what is the Holy Spirit? Because Holy Spirit has done things that people have pointed to and said, well, that's demonic. Yeah, but I don't think, I don't think Holy Spirit ever does anything where he's going to be humiliating people. The hum- humiliation is not part of Holy Spirit's... Uh, modus operandi if you want to call it that so if somebody's barking like a dog or quacking like a duck that's humiliating we're, not made, we're made in God's image so God what never we, made us so what should we do so what about laughing what about laughing does it some people feel that laughing is humiliating joy of the Lord I, I, I see what you mean sometimes because it goes to that high pitched I mean sometimes people say that when I clear my throat I sound like a horse you know like <laughs> And that's funny, okay? But so if someone's spiritually in the spirit clearing their throat and they sound like a horse, is it demonic automatically? Is that what you're asking? No, I'm saying, well, I think you get, it's different between someone clearing their throat right. and someone barking like a dog. And, and, and those that have been in, in places like that, the question becomes, are these people demon-possessed? Or they're just demonized? What's the difference between demonize and demon-possessed? Demon-possessed means that the person... Um, it's inside them. It's in, well, it's inside them. Uh, well, possession means it's inside them, and also it fully controls them. And demonization is... They it just arrests influence. them from the outside. Okay. What do you think, Joe? I, well, this, is, this is... Well, I'll tell you what I'm <laughs> thinking about, which is not the answer to your question, but when Yeshua was in a service... Or when Paul's walking around, or it was Paul or Peter, and someone's harassing them, or there's some demonic thing, they just turn around and they just dealt with it. After three days. Well, that okay, well that's true, that's true. But I'm thinking, to, to, to look at my own life, when's the last time I risked embarrassment or being wrong or being kind of suddenly the spotlight's on me in the group? To call out, you know, in Jesus' name, come out. Or you devil, come out. I don't think I ever have. I can tell you, I've been in many situations where I know that it's a demon that's uh, um, manifesting. Okay. And the response is de- demonic. So this because it doesn't even have to be to the extent where you had like dogs barking or ducks quacking. It can even be when you're in an environment and somebody takes offense when you're speaking. And you can sense that demonic response comes up immediately. 
and you're in a group of people. So, so, going so back what do you do in that question, situation? Because we haven't answered the question. So what was the question? Possession versus okay. demonization. Can so, a person be totally possessed? Well, yes or no? You mean 100%? 100%, yes or no? I think no. the answer is no. No. Based on? Scripture. What? The, the, the demoniac from the Gadarenes. He made okay. a choice. He himself ran towards Yeshua when he even had a legion of demons. So obviously, okay. demons know better than to go towards Yeshua. They would want to run away. Okay, so demonize is, is I mean, sorry, um, total possession cannot necessarily be true, according to the scripture. But what about, do demons enter people at all? I or? would say yes. Okay. I've witnessed it. Okay, well, you said, did you see them go, actually go inside them? Well, if he says, come out, he says, come out in the New Testament, Yeshua says it. So right. it means, by that by implication, there's They're something in. in. The reason why I'm saying is because a lot of the, the so-called experts in, in um, spiritual warfare say things like, oh, people are demonized, the demons harass them from the outside, and they don't enter the people. And I would say, no, I, from the scripture, you see them harassing people from the outside, plus them entering into people. So you have, you're having both. So the question is, how do you know if someone is actually, I'm going to say, demonized or, or uh, The way I see it, before we answer the question, the way I see it, it's almost like when you're driving, uh, uh, you know, one of these cars that you can put on autopilot. It's a, it's a, you can always take control back, but sometimes the autopilot kicks in and controls. And, and, and that's kind of the way, the role that it plays. You, you can always override the autopilot. Which is the person's will. But you can choose to not override it and let it do what it That's does. That's right. You can choose to let the autopilot just play out. So, so you your meaning, question is... you mean what, like, that the demon controls the person, it's an autopilot. They, yeah, it, the person it, knows that they're being controlled. They, they can override it if they want. But they choose to But they to don't, let, yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah. That's the analogy I would give for the, the concept of being demonized. Uh, whereas, the, the, you know... The, they are surrendering, and and some people actually seek out for others to control them. Like you'll even hear many of these pop stars will say when they're performing, they have a demonic being that overcomes them, and they take the whole personality. They know that they're being controlled, and their performance is done in, in that demon's name. So I didn't. I never knew that. Oh yeah, Beyonce. They all talk about their alter egos. They all talk about the alter. They all. They call it an alter ego. You've heard of that, like yeah, yeah, I've alternative heard of that. ego, alter ego. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they will mention huh. the names of those of those. They don't call it a demon. They just say, "Oh, there's just this presence," but we all know what their presence is. And you can even see these people just go, "Yeah." But how do you know if a person is has actually got a demon? Oh. Or, or now, or they're just got a weird quirk. Yeah. Like some some kids, for example, you look at some kids and. Does a kid have a demon, or the kid just got no manners? Right? It just it just needs a correction. You know what I'm saying? Or I'm sorry for laughing. This is very controversial. I know with me, for specifically with kids, I can very clearly sense when a child is bothered by being bothered by or harassed by a demon. How they'll avoid me. They don't like to look in my eyes, and they don't and 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 they they don't connect with me and. I have very good connections with most kids. And I will instantly see that kid's demeanor and avoidance will happen. So because if, if a kid doesn't look into your eyes or, is it, it or avoids avoid you. me in, in some way, I know that kid's struggling. And I would say I've been right nine out of ten times. Maybe it comes from another culture. 
Because some cultures are like not looking in people's eyes. It's not just the eyes. You can okay, tell. Okay, so someone you know. Many people. Or no, so many this, kids. No, no, I'm saying this is a child you know. Yes. Hypothetical it's, child. Yes. It's not just a random stranger. And child. you have had good, healthy interactions with them. And then suddenly something switches. Yes. So your question to Catherine okay, is, what do you do? That's a different story, right? So what you, do you do then? You're talking about if it's a stranger child. Yeah. If it's, a, if it's a child, oh, I know. Well, that's even more controversial. I will just, I'll just pray. If it's like close family members, I'll just pray and just cast it out. And, and most of them don't get offended. Most parents don't care. They want their kids to be set free if they notice there's something. If it's someone's kid that I don't know that well, that's a different story. So what do you do? I, I have often spoken to the parents and said... The child think, is a demon. No, well, here's, here's a family that I knew that... They were, every time I spoke to them, one of their family members had an issue with a, a broken limb or, or they were always injuring the same part of the body. Or someone else we know, there they were a lot of falls happening in that house. And so when it's repetitive behavior, it's very clearly demonic. And it depends on your relationship with the parents, you can tell them. Okay, so going back to how to identify if someone has a demon, one thing you say is they try to avoid you. So... Could I extrapolate that to try and avoid Christians? No, because all the kids avoid you because they're scared of you anyway. So that, that doesn't play for you. I'm talking about for me. Okay, okay, that's for you, right? Because at the same time, notice that uh, in the temple, um, there were people at the temple where Yeshua was there, and, and they said, we know who you are. If they had a demon, why would the demon even open his mouth? Why just keep himself quiet? Why would he say, we know who you are? Because demons have different personalities. Okay, so therefore a different personality. So you, you can't say one size fits no, all kind of thing, right? What about you, Joe? How do you do it if you notice it? Well, again, it, the context is important because with my children, I treat them differently than someone else's children yeah, versus point. a family that we know. Good point. And, you know, this is how I used to uh, deal with it with my kids. Hey, I think this is demonic. You need to go pray. So I will, you know... Take authority. I'll take authority. But I don't have to scream, right? I don't have to put on the angriest, most vicious face. You but I can be like, in Yeshua's name, go. It's your house. Yeah, in Yeshua's name, every devil go right now. So then I'll ask the kids, how are you feeling? I still feel afraid. Or I still feel... Or sometimes they have pain. And we, in the spirit of infirmity, Go. And then they'll be like, oh, now my arm hurts. Now my head hurts. Oh, so it moved, it's moved from one position. It seems like the pain is moving, which is an indication to me that this is something demonic. So we command it to leave and then say, how are you feeling? If the pain is gone, okay, it's gone. How do you feel? I don't feel afraid anymore. I don't feel anxious anymore. I feel, Or I can see them. They relax. Right, let's make it, let's push Joe a little. What if it's somebody that you know, that you're close to, and it's there in their house? There was a situation where I was one-on-one -on -one with a person who had Christian background, but I would say wasn't necessarily confessing Christian, okay? This was years ago. And I felt a pull on my heart to spend time with them and, and encourage them, and we had some good spiritual conversations. Then, and then at one point, this person started saying, I, I feel like I'm going to throw up. And I knew in my heart, this is a demon coming out. Uh, so they went and they threw up.
And they came back, oh, I'm so sorry. But I didn't say anything. But you knew what it was. But I knew what it was. Now, we lost touch. That person went from bad to terrible. Shouldn't I have, like Yeshua says, the, the demon leaves, goes through arid places, and then comes back, finds it clean, and takes seven more demons, and it's even worse. Shouldn't, don't I have a responsibility then to help set the person up for success? Well, when you, I look at the scripture, you don't see Yeshua when he casts out demons like running after them and saying, okay, hang on, let me explain to you. Like you will see, he finds the one guy that in John five that was sick, and he said, "Hey, go and sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you." But I didn't say that. I, what I'm saying is, uh, that's only one case you see right. Yeshua doing this. Right. Uh, many demons were cast out of many people, and they, right. it doesn't mean okay. Now it says with a word, so said, he would say a word, and that was their only interaction potentially. And that's how they were set free. Now the, the point is, okay. That, now that we know this, our ideal state is we want to help people stay free. Now, sometimes a person can be set free, and then they can make the right choice. Their mind's clear. They can make the right choice and get on the right path. Sometimes they, they continue doing the same things because they don't want to get any closer with the Lord. Right. And then God says, okay, you really it gets are, 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 it gets worse because now the demons are going to come back. You're not listening. Um, but Joe, to speak to Joe's issue, Joe... As long as you've repented, you should have spoken up, mm -hmm. and you repented for that, but you can't take on responsibility for all the choices the person made after that. Right. But everybody says, oh, this person influenced by demon, but how do you know? You know okay. How do you know? So, I'm the behavior is okay. so okay. Addiction. Okay, so, okay, let's get clear. So, there's two types of a demonic, we're going we're gonna to departmentalize it. The one is physical, okay, so I'm hearing... The demon moves. You can feel the, the, the moves of the body. So or you mean or, like their face moving, or they're it's doing it's weird things? It's a no physical. When I'm talking about pain, okay. like when we're talking about a pain situation. Oh, like so the pain moves. Pain moves. Or let's say the person was healed for two, three weeks, and now the pain comes back again. The person gets healed again, and then two, three weeks, he gets back again. So this repetitive sickness comes. It goes away, and then comes back. Goes away, comes back. Goes away, comes back. This is demonic. Okay. Right. So you can say, okay, I, I, I could see that. Then you've got a, a physical, you can see their faces. In other words, they're in contact with uh, other believers and you start seeing them like check their head or look weird. They don't want to look in the eyes. They have a strange demeanor around you uh, because the demon, demon inside them is reacting. Yeah. They might even be saying, like, I had a person come to me once and say, oh, I've prayed. I've been, I've been fasting. It's been amazing. I've been praying and fasting. And you would think, hey, that's a good thing. Good thing. But the Holy Spirit in me said, it's a demon. Wait, that's a demon. They're saying all the right words. It's a demon. Remember that woman? She's, she's the one that walked behind Paul saying, these guys are speaking right. all the truth. They are speaking listen about to life. Them. Listen, listen to them. To them. I'm thinking, if it's a demon, why are you saying that? The only reason why the demon is doing this is because the demon doesn't want to be exposed. Yeah, yeah. And it's trying to overcompensate. Right, it's, it's exaggerated, overcompensate. To, so hide, sometimes to hide behind to hide itself. holiness in inverted commas. It's a physical thing. And then you have another one where people, now you should say addictions. So they're addicted to either pornography, to, to drugs, to... Um, Sugar, food, shopping. So shopping. They have an addiction. Okay, so you've got like these three kind of buckets. But at the same time is, let's say the person has an addiction. Let's say um, gaming. A gamer. Mm -hmm. 
Now, they can play furiously for two hours, and then after two hours, they don't have to play anything more for days. And But then they play two hours, they get so entrenched in it, it's like they, they become a different kind of person. Okay? So it doesn't seem like the demon is there all the time, but the demon um, manifests or uh, comes more to light is when they start playing the game. It's like it's like it's a trigger. It's like same with alcohol. You get some people that don't drink alcohol, but when they drink, they binge and they go yeah. like all out. Hmm. And so, so while they didn't have the demon previously, they weren't they didn't have a need to drink, but now they do because of some trigger, and now it's like. Yeah, but the trigger sure. is, 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 is where door, so, doors open. So what I'm saying is sometimes it seems as if demons leave and they come back and they trigger the person and then they, they feast off them. Then they leave, they come back and they and then sometimes some demons hang around a person and some demons attach themselves. What happens is when you see it in someone, like we're saying, yeah. now, that you, now you've identified it, you see it, but you know that they're, they're, but you, 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 the people aren't, 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 don't know it themselves. What, what, what do you is do? it that you do, right? So, so now, let's assume a person, like you go to a supermarket and the, the teller looks at you and they snap at you and you go, ooh, this person's got a demon. What do you do? You go, come out! And you know she's name. No, I, I pray for them. You say, can I pray for you? Uh, oftentimes I'll say, can I pray for you? And they, and they say, no. Then I just walk away and bless and, and just pray for them. Lord, help them. Reveal yourself to them. Okay. Then what happens if it's a friend and they say to you, Oh, you know what? I've been struggling with, I don't know, this, this or that. I feel like I've been cursed. Well, what do you do? There are the people that don't want your help and you can see it. That's harder for me because I can see what the solution is, but... This is exhausting because there's all this emotions that are tied to this. Of course. Which is kind of telling me that maybe I need to fast more. Maybe I need to deal with my own stuff that I've said, oh, this is a priority. Keeping people happy and keeping the peace is the highest priority versus dealing with stuff that's demonic or calling people out on behavior and choices they've made that are not And risking relationships. And risking relationships. Really? Yeah, what do you mean really? Depending on the relationship you have with a person is the amount of the level of information that you share with somebody. But a close relationship with someone, if you do, you'll be transparent with them. Yeah. And if they don't want to listen, it's like we've had people where we say, yeah. you know what, no, yeah. fine, I still love you, but I'm going to share it with you. I'm going to thank you for sharing with me, but I'm not, I don't receive it. Okay, don't receive it, fine. But it's not like it's going but to change me. But, but that changes the relationship. Well, it could change the relationship. Maybe for the good. Maybe it should be changed. What about family members? Because we've prayed for people, and the same things that from the yes, other people yes, have come upon yes, us. Yes, um, and so, no, so, so it's like we're giving what sometimes is holy to do dogs, and they're turning around and biting us. And not only are they biting us, what we have freed them of, it seems to be attacking us now. Yes. Right? So, and then you hear the words of the Lord saying, freely you receive, freely give. And you go, well, Lord, I freely gave, but then... They gave something to me that I didn't <laughs> ask for. Right? <laughs> I didn't want this. And then you have to go and deal with it and it takes you a while to deal with it. But then also the same time is the person that you're dealing with has other authorities. So right. how many people have right. came to us where um, their, their pastor or their elders doesn't cast yeah. out demons, but yet they come here and ask we, for help. Ask for help. There's deliverance. They feel free. They go back to their pastor to 
hear instructions. They won't listen to us about the law of God. They won't listen yeah. to us anything, but they want freedom. Then what happens is, because they've been set free and they haven't dealt with some of the situations, they get worse off. And then you start saying, maybe I shouldn't have prayed for them in the first place. And you start beating yourself up. And you get angry with yourself. And it impacts the relationship and all this stuff. Because sometimes they, they have a different authority, or the authority challenges you and says, don't believe what they say. But yet, the person that is the authority doesn't speak in tongues, doesn't cast out demons, doesn't lay hands on the sick. Like, remember this one guy that we prayed for, and the person was healed of diabetes. The first thing we tell a person that's been healed of diabetes is yeah, what? Eat, eat sugar. Eat sugar. <laughs> but can you... But no. Because you test it. Exactly. Imagine if another authority says, no, uh, don't do that. You don't tempt God. Don't have the sugar. Imagine if Peter and, and John go to the temple to pray and they see this lame man on the way and then they see the lame man and they're about to lift and say, silver and gold, I don't have it. What yeah. I have, I'll give you. And they notice they grab him by the hand and when they start pulling him up, strength gets to his feet. Now picture this. Let's say their father or their mother was there and their father and mother saw Peter grab his hand. They run over, they knock Peter out or push him away. Don't touch my You're son. You're hurting him. You're hurting, hurting him. He can't walk. He's going to hurt his feet. He's going to hurt his limbs. He's going to fall down. He's going to hurt his hips. Do you think the guy would have been healed? Absolutely no. not. No. So the question is, you have to, it's difficult. You have to evaluate. But my point is, like we have a discussion in the last episode, we have to have Holy Spirit inside us to say, is it worth it? Should we do it? Yes or no? Where do we go? Because we can't even make those kind of decisions. You know, because if we say... Um, we, can, we will only pray for people who doesn't have that certain authorities. Or we only pray for certain people who will not be offended. We can guarantee that they will not be offended. Or we will only... Think of Judas. Judas himself saw lots of miracles with Yeshua. I was just thinking of him. Lots of miracles. He cast out demons. He probably seen so many things, yet he turned against the Lord. How can you do that when you see all these miracles? And how do you even steal from the Lord when you've seen all these miracles, when you've seen what, he's do, what he does? And but even Yeshua knew Judas was possessed or controlled by the devil. He didn't cast out the demon. I was thinking about that earlier. Good mm -hmm. point. Yep. Yes, wisdom. He was like, okay, fine. And he gave him up and for what he was wanting what, to do. I think that's the key. What is the motivation of a person's heart? In other words... Does the person want to be free? Like, really want to be free? Or they want to stay with God? If the person doesn't want to be free, don't let them free. Isn't that, that why Yeshua would say to people, what do you want me to do for you? Mm -hmm. What do you want? Or is it, this person is lame. How long has he been lame? Mm -hmm. You know, what do you want me to... Or like the blind man is shouting. He ignored him. But he shouted all the more. So Even Yeshua at the pool. A, Even at the pool. Can I share a story? I don't know if you have yes, time. Yes, we have time. No, third, we have time. Yes, third, we have time. third podcast? Yes, we no, can go. No. Come, Joe, quick. This is, well, maybe, and maybe if we do another one, is the question, uh, so what are those things that allow demons back in, or what are the things uh, that allow them in the first place? That's another, that's another podcast. That's another podcast. That's what I mean. Do yeah. you want to do a third, or are you done? I, I think we don't I think we, we, we can talk about it another day.
Uh, let's see if there's a, any traction on this topic. On these topics. Because especially this topic is a very controversial topic in this <sighs> circle. Because you can imagine you pray for somebody and they're not getting healed or the demon hasn't left. It's, 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 it's not easy. Because, you know, I've prayed for people and I don't believe the demons have left the people. Mm. And I've prayed for some and our demons have left instantly. Sometimes I've prayed for people and you've, you've wrestled and eventually the demon leaves and the demon comes back. So I've seen a whole range but of things. But this is very controversial in itself because not right. even many people cast out demons or believe that demons exist in the first place, right? And, and I've, I've really cast it, you've seen some of them, when you've cast out demons and the person starts puking instantly or you don't tell a person, hey, um, you know, when a demon comes out, I want you to puke. You don't just, say that. Just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't know what's going to happen. No, right? uh, you were praying for someone on the computer the other day and, and casting out demons and they started yawning. Yeah, they're going, no, 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 they couldn't stop yawning. You go like... This is on the screen. Anything. Now, I know what it is. They don't know, but they're just yawning and yawning and they just can't help it. I honestly think everything in life, we can't navigate this life. Without, without the Lord. Without the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. I, I'm thinking the same thing. He is like the GPS. Yeah. He, he, not like, he is the GPS in us. Like, don't go here, do this. He needs to, and we make mistakes. When we make mistakes, he goes, recalculating, <laughs> go back. <laughs> yeah. Okay, watch out, just do this next time. Like we this found thing. a faster route. Mm -hmm. The thing that I was thinking of when you brought it up that we need to rely on the Holy Spirit is what Yeshua said to Nicodemus. He said, uh, the wind blows where... It wishes. And you hear the sound of it, but you don't know where it comes from, where it goes. Where it goes. Mm -hmm. So is everyone who's born of the Spirit. Yeah. And that's something we've been learning a lot. John 3 verse 8. Is just surrender, relax, yes. let Him flow. Because that is the, that's the best way to live. Because if we're constantly, when you were saying trying to navigate, I pictured like a ship captain trying to count each molecule of water. Hey, which one did we split this one? Are we how close are we to the? No. No, he doesn't. You have a you have a direction. Full speed ahead. Yep. If go with a, the flow. If there's an island in the way. You we're, oh, there's an island. We got to go round the island. Right. But we're not so captivated by what's the topography of the ocean floor. How close are we to the rocks? How high is the sky? You'll never make any progress <laughs> that way. Yeah, it reminds me of the sky. In closing. It reminds me of a guy that used to work at a, at a company. This guy was very smart, very smart. Um, he understood, and, and he got into the details, but he couldn't drive on the highway. And he says the reason why he couldn't drive on the highway is because of the amount of variables when you're driving. So that's why he drives on the a single lane. Because he says if you drive on three lanes, there's, there's too many variables, people coming in and out. Um, and it, 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 it just, there's too many variables coming at him. He can't deal with it. And I would say the same thing is, we have so many variables coming at us, you can't deal with all this. But that's why we can't rely on ourselves. The reason why you can't drive on the highway is because you're relying on yourself, but you're relying on the Holy Spirit to help you. I think once we get into the mindset that it's about us, and then we need to be in a position, and we need to be holy, you should never say to disciples, okay, go out, first you be holy, and then go out and pray. No, he never did that. He prayed for them, said, go out. And I think we need to do the same thing. We need to just go out and, and, and do what God tells us to do and, and ask the Holy Spirit to help us. So with that, Catherine, can you close in prayer? Heavenly Father, we come before you in the name of your Son, Yeshua, and we, we thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to speak about the things that you've given us because we know that they come from you. We know that your gift is Holy Spirit to us. And, and we thank you for the opportunity for Joe being with us 
And Lord, for all those people listening, I just pray that they will listen to your Holy Spirit and be touched. And for those who need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, Lord, let them seek out your face and just ask. You said, ask and you shall receive. So we pray this now for our listeners who are eagerly desiring that. Desiring that. Pray this all in Yeshua's mighty name. Amen. Amen. Amen.